Thank you for joining us at Luminous Church. And this morning, we hope that you see Jesus clearly. Good morning. I, uh, my name is Daniel Hernandez, and we are from Midland, Texas. We send you greetings to familia en español. Te manda bendiciones. Y espera verte muy pronto aquí también en este lugar. Greetings from Mid-Cities. I uh, really want to tell you, I, I, I know you don't know me from Adam, but uh, I don't want to say that I've seen Pastor Ben become a man because I haven't. What I haven't seen him is become a man to a father and a father to a pastor. And uh, I'm big, I'm old, but one of the things that I want to encourage you that I see in Pastor Ben and that this needs to become the DNA of this church is be emotional, be passionate about what you do. There's uh, no use to live something, to live out loud, if it doesn't come from the heart. So I've seen that in, in your pastor. And, you know, there's a saying behind every good man, there's a awesome, great, humble, holy, passionate wife. <laughs> that is Brandy. That is Brandy. 100%. I mean... She's the foundation, she's the structure, she's the pillar, she's the ceiling, she's the floor, she's the walls. And in the middle of that bin is, so uh, really, I, I appreciate you, you supporting him, being here with him. Um, what's my time? Where I have 10, 13. 30 minutes, okay. We're going to continue, love out loud. How can we outwardly express the love we have to others? And... From a pastoral point of view, I need to tell you, this is interesting. This title is very interesting because you can communicate it in so many ways. And I like that he's put action steps. You leave here wanting to do something. You don't leave here thinking about what you're going to eat. You leave here thinking, okay, what, how can I accomplish what pastor challenged me to do? And it, it's really interesting because at the end of the day, you know what this series is all about? The second commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love out loud. Because love, and you that are mature Christians know this, love is the bedrock, love is the cornerstone, love is the foundation of any relationship, any worthwhile relationship. And the thing is, is we need to understand that if we don't seek to obey and fulfill the second commandment of love your neighbor as yourself, to live out loud, then we're going to hear some other words in the book of Luke. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and, and don't do what I tell you to do? And he ties that to building a home and putting it on a solid foundation. You can, if you obey God's word, if you live out loud, if you love out loud, then you build that house on a sheer foundation. If you don't, if you let the word come in one ear and out the other, then you're building your house on the ground, on the ground, on the sand. And that's two different Distinctions that, that he makes us aware of because his desire is for us to obey his word. 
And I just want to, I told Pastor Ben yesterday, I want to add one more word to your title. Love out loud. How can we outwardly express the love we have it to others consistently? Consistently. Because here's the thing. Pastor Ben, God, the Holy Spirit doesn't want you to love out loud simply the duration of this series. He wants it to be a way of life where you love out loud every single minute of your life. But here's the thing, and if we're honest, we know there's going to be people that we don't want to love. Silently, out loud, in the dark, we don't want to. There's going to be people that are going to reject your love. There's going to be people that you may say, okay, these I'm going to love, these I'm going to try, and these uh, maybe after the next series. So it's going to be tough. So how do, we, how do we become disciplined in loving out loud every day? If I were to ask you this question, think about your response. What is your knee-jerk reaction when you hear something and you really don't want to obey it? What do you do? Do you say, oh, that's for the other guy? Do you say, give me some time, Jesus? Or do you say, I'm not doing that? And I think what we need to do here in this situation, specifically for you, is to have a, a, a process that gives us the discipline to have that knee-jerk reaction where we, we, we hear something. We hear something. Go love the homeless. Go love the, the Syrian refugees. They're, they're going to be dirty. They're going to not speak your language. They're going to smell. They're going to have different ways of, of, of living. They're going to have a different mentality. And our knee-jerk reaction shouldn't be to run from them. It should be to run to them. So how do we get there? I think I just want to give you some thoughts here about how I think we need to get there. Because really, this, this really, this really puts something in my heart as well, is that first there has to be a transformation. There has to be a complete transformation. You will not love out loud the way you are right now. You can't. It won't happen. If you know Christ, if you don't know Christ, it's going to be even harder if you don't know Christ. Love a complete stranger as myself. Love my ex-wife as myself. Love my rebellious child as myself. Love my ungrateful father-in-law as myself. How do, how do we do that? And, and that... that let me tell you this, that shows the profound wisdom of your pastor. He doesn't want to start with, with bells and whistles. He wants to start Luminous Church with a DNA of we love out loud. And that's incredible, man. That's incredible. He's preparing you to have the foundation where you can start building. And, and having Austin here as part of this is, is I, I really hope you see that spiritually, he's already erecting pillars to keep this going. There has to be a transformation in the heart, in our mind, and in our soul. Proverbs 23.12 says this, apply your heart to discipline. Apply your heart to discipline. What does that mean? Every discipline, whatever it is, we want to get out of debt, we want to lose weight, there has elements underneath it. The elements would be go to the gym, don't eat french fries anymore, stay away from the chicken fried steak. Those are the elements to fulfilling the discipline of losing weight. 
If the discipline is to love out loud consistently, then what is the element of that? The element of that is show some emotion. Put your heart into it. Let people know that you really mean what you say when you say, I want to love you out loud. There's got to be a transformation in the heart. There's got to be a transformation in the mind. Romans 2.12 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God in that which is good and acceptable and perfect in the mind. Because if we're honest, every single day, we're so quick to come, up in a, to come up with an excuse of why we can't love out loud. I mean, if we're honest. No, this guy, he, mis- he, 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 he treated me wrong. This, this, these people, they're just weird. There's got to be a transformation. And then there's got to be a transformation of the soul. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power and here's the most interesting, and love and discipline. It, it's got to be a discipline that we have. So that way we can begin transformation from the inside that will affect the people on the outside. And it'll, it'll change us. It'll change us. I mean, you didn't know Ben five years ago. Some of you didn't. I knew Ben five years ago. And I've seen that transformation. Pastor Ben's transformation in this. I mean, can, can we be honest? You're not the easiest person to love. Look at your neighbor and tell them, you're not the easiest person to love. But Pastor Ben has decided to discipline himself to love you regardless. Now it's our turn. Now it's our turn to do that. And here's a scripture, Matthew eleven twenty eight through 29. Come unto me, all ye who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. The first thought is to have a transformation, heart, heart, and soul, mind, heart, and soul. The second one is to assume the responsibility that you should feel when you hear love out loud. There's a weight about those words that you can either throw off, neglect, or put on. The word of God says, take my yoke upon you. Now, now here's the thing. He's saying, come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. Man, that seems like a 90-year-old man barely making it with a cane, trying to find his way to Jesus. And Jesus says, come to me, y'all, you, because I got something to put on your shoulders. I got a yoke you need to live with. I got this weight I'm going to put on you. And we can either say, I'm, I'm too tired, I'm too weary, I can't do it. Or we can say, okay, okay, put it on me. Because I know what the rest of that scripture is. My yoke is easy. My yoke is light. And I think we need to accept that yoke upon us. Austin, accepting that responsibility, that yoke of Christ that he has on his life. To walk, like, like, like Pastor Bill said, to walk completely different, at a different level. That's what I'm talking about. Of having it in us. Assuming, understanding, and accepting responsibility that God wants us to carry in all we do. You as a father, David is going to become a father. 
There's going to be a yoke upon him that he, that boy has never seen or felt or understood or assumed yet. But it, the minute that baby comes out and he gets slapped and he, David hears that cry, he's going to have cold chills and maybe see stars and everything else because that weight is going to be placed upon him. You're not just David the husband anymore. You're not David the good-looking, handsome model anymore. You're David, the father that has to change diapers at 3 in the morning now. How's that feel on you, David? That's, the, that's the, what I'm talking about. So spiritually, we have that. We need to have that weight upon us. And to, and to say thank you when he puts it on you. Pastor Ben is putting a weight, a responsibility on you. You go love out loud. Because you have people I can never get to. You go love out loud. You get hit. You get bombarded. You get rejected. You come to me. I'm going to love you back and you build you up, but you're going back out there. Don't start hiding on me, baby. Don't start looking and hiding under the chairs or around the walls. And say, I, 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 that guy, I lost him. I couldn't love him out loud. Don't do that. And when we have that responsibility, how many times, this is theoretically, so... How many times do you think Lauren will accept David abandoning his post as a father? He won't make it. He won't take his first step. Lauren will see that look on his face and just give him a high five on the cheek and say, come on, snap out of it. You can't abandon this post. You can't give up this yoke anymore, David. And it's everywhere. Pastor Ben can't give up this yoke. Austin can't give up this yoke to somebody else. God placed it on them specifically. God is placing that on you. So how do we do that? How do we get that discipline where we accept that yoke after having that transformation? I heard this the other day. Definition of a mature Christian. A person who does what needs to be done in the kingdom of God at the right time, it needs to be done with the right spirit. That's a mature Christian. Make it relevant to today. Luminous Church, God is calling you to love out loud. When I ask you to love out loud, the way I want you to love out loud, in the right spirit. Do we accept that weight? Do we accept that challenge? And I want to, this is, if I, you just tell me to stop, okay? Just say, shut the mic off, because Hebrews 11.39 through Hebrews 12.14, this is, this is the whole meat of the message. It says, and all these things, listen, listen closely. Now, Hebrews 11, you know it's the faith chapter. It's got Moses, it's got Samson, it's got, it's got uh, Gideon, it's got all those people. It's got Abraham where he says, and they live by faith, and they live by faith. And they're faith warriors. And then it ends with this scripture. And all these, all these people, having gained approval through their faith, did not receive what was promised. Because God had provided something better for us. Now listen to this. So that apart from us, they would not be made perfect. How am I tied to Abraham and his perfection? How are you tied to your children? How are you tied to your wife? And know that without you, y'all both can't re re get to the perfection. 
Apart from us, they would not be perfect. What is that telling us? It's telling us we have a weight, we have a responsibility. There's people in the heavenlies, there's spiritual right now audience looking at us. And we confirm the promise that they never heard, that they never received, and they only heard. They look at us right now and say, oh, so that's what means don't forsake the assembling of yourself. That's what that promise means. Now I see it at Luminous Church. Because I, I didn't know what that was. We fulfill the promise that they never saw. And in them seeing us, you loving out loud, they know that the promise is real in the kingdom of God. And then it goes on to this, then Hebrews 12. Therefore, since we have a so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily tangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. This is the motivation. This is the motivation to have the discipline to love out loud every single day, every single person with the right spirit. This is the motivation right here. We have a cloud of witnesses. And if you study the Bible, it literally symbolizes a stadium, a Roman Colosseum with people cheering on the contestants. Go. Do it. Run. If you ran college sports or high school sports, elementary sports, everybody was cheering for you. It's the same scenario. It's the same scenario. And the thing is, is there's two words here. Let us lay aside every encumbrance and sin which so easily entangles us. Interesting thing. Encumbrance, the word really means weights. Weights. For those that go to the gym, you put on weights. Remember putting those ankle weights? You used to run, thought you'd be like speed demon after you got them off, and maybe that didn't happen. There's vests now with weights. Baseball players put a weight on the bat for what? To practice. But they don't, they don't leave that weight when it comes game time. The sprinter doesn't leave those weights on when he's going to run the Olympics. He's got to take them off. Weights are good. Weights are good, but eventually they're going to come to the point where they weigh us down. What does that mean to you? I don't know. Maybe you have the mentality of, I only love white people. White people are the only people I can love. Mexicans, you got to bribe me to, to, to love them because they're a little different. Chase, I don't know if I can love Chase. Chase is black. Did you know he's black? So I don't know what that weight is, but we need to take the weights off because the race is fixing to start. Loving out loud is going to happen once you walk out these doors. It doesn't start next month, next Tuesday. It starts at 11, at 10.55 or whatever time you get out of here. That's when love, that's when the race starts. The, the training is here. The swing and the bat is here. The jogging in place with the weights is here. But it's got to stop and don't take those weights out there. 
because it's going to weigh you down. So you ask God, what's keeping me? What's a good thing that's keeping me from loving out loud that I need to let go because I don't need it anymore? It's the same principle of, remembering the Bible says something about milk? And then it says, but now you're eating meat? It's the same thing. I mean, Lauren doesn't want to give a bottle to the baby and then one to David at the same time. David don't need no bottles no more. David knows how to eat. Spiritually, it's the same thing. What is in your history? What is in your past that was good for a season? But now it's time to put off the weight. For me personally, it was something major. We, 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 I got saved in the Catholic Church and then we stayed there and then we, we left to Assemblies of God and the Assemblies of God said, don't, it wasn't, God is good. It was, God doesn't want you to not do this, not do, don't do that, don't do that. So for 15 years, we lived like, man, can I, can I breathe? Can I turn to the side or is God going to judge me on that too? But it served a purpose. It served a purpose to see the holiness and the sacrifice that God wanted us to give him. But then something happened. My mom, she goes, Daniel, why are we living like this? So living like how, mom? She goes, we're living under rules and regulations of men. In God, from what I read, there's grace and there's liberty. She goes, let's, let's do something else and walk in the grace and the new covenant that God has given. Now, I'm not saying anything about the assemblies of God. Because it served us good. For 15 years, we lived that way, and it served us good. But there came a time where we had to take that weight off. I, I, I'm not a slave to that anymore. So I, I can take that off. I, I, don't need, I don't need you to tell me how to eat. I know how to eat. I'm going to take that off, and I'm going to eat spiritual meat now instead of milk. And then the second thing, and he's talking to Christians, you remember, is sin. Let us put off the weight and the sin. But he's talking to Christians. So there's sin in your life. There's sin in our lives. Sin is crouching at the door, the scripture said. It, it's there. It's like a lion. It's going to get you. Sometimes it does. But the tragedy is when we let sin be the, be the barrier of us loving out loud. And God, does, God doesn't want that for you. Sin is there. Lay it aside as forgiveness. And then let's go love out loud. Because it doesn't need to keep us from doing what we need to do. Verse 3 it says, For consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. You have not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood in your striving against sin. How are you going to love out loud that person that you just don't like? How are you going to do that? you have a plan? Or are you just going to run inside the house and say, Lord, I pray that they move and they're not my neighbors. Can you do that for me? You know, take them to heaven. Go ahead and take them now. What's your plan to loving out loud your enemies? Because we all have enemies. 
But the Bible says, love your enemies. Pray for your enemies. Pastor Ben didn't say, oh, love your family out loud. No, Pastor Ben says, love out loud. And that covers the spectrum of everybody. What's your plan? Because it's going to get tough. It's going to get tough. January the 2nd, there's an influx of people at the gym. They want to lose weight. By January the 9th, it's empty. Because it's hard. It's tough. But Pastor Ben, loving out loud, it's tough. It's hard. We need to understand there's a level already set for us. Jesus set that level of hardness, of toughness, of grit that we need to endure. And that, what that is? He shed blood before Calvary. Not at Calvary. When he was praying at the garden, he shed blood. Now that's tough. That's when he said, not my will, but your will. That was a time where he was saying, God, Father, I don't know about these Mexicans. You know, I mean, you want me to go to the cross for them the way they're treating me? I, I, can't, I'm not, I don't know that I can love out loud these people. And he shed blood. So when you pick up the phone to tell Pastor Ben, I can't love these people out loud. Just think about how far are you from that standard? Are you shedding blood? Because that's what Pastor Ben's going to be question is. Oh, okay, so you're shedding blood like Christ. I mean, you're at that place already. Man, let me go pray for you. You pray for me. Because what, what have we done in our lives that's been so tough that we shed blood through our forehead? Who of you has done that? Because I haven't. And that's what, keeps, that's what keeps me from opening my mouth and saying, oh, this is too, it's too hard being a pastor. It's too hard loving these people. It's too hard loving out loud. It's too hard showing grace. It's so hard to forget. Oh, okay, okay. So you're at that point then, Daniel, right? I mean, if I, if I send the Holy Spirit with a napkin, he's going to wipe blood off of your brow. No, 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 I ain't there. there. Okay, then shut up. Shut up and keep doing what you're doing. What in life that we have accomplished hasn't been tough. But they're going to have that chill. They're going to have, Pastor Ben's going to have another baby. It's tough for him. It's going to be tough for Champion. But it's going to be really tough on Brandy. And Brandy isn't saying, oh, let's go adopt. Let's go do something. No more kids. No, no, no. She's willing to go through that hard time and see the blessing. It's the same thing here. It's going to get tough. It's going to get rough. It's going to get difficult sometimes to love out loud. But are you at that level where you're shedding blood for the people, for those people? The last thing is this, verse 6. And I'm going to go ahead and go down to... 11, it says, all discipline for the moment seems not to be joyful, but sorrowful. Yet to those who have been trained by it afterwards, it yields this peaceful fruit of righteousness. That should be our understanding of the difficult times. 
It's going to be tough loving out loud. It's going to be tough expressing love to those around you consistently. Remember, consistently is the key word. But the hard times are meant to produce fruit of righteousness in our life. So don't look at the negative. It's hard loving these people. Look at the positive. I'm here because God wants me to bear spiritual fruit. And I will go through this no matter what. That's where we need to be. There's three kinds of people here this morning. Those that are heard this message, the series, Love Out Loud, and said, man, that's why I joined this church. That's why I'm here. Pastor Ben has a vision to love the world. I'm part of this. I want to be this. God bless you. You stay after it. You go love out loud. There's other people that heard this title and said, whoa, my knees got weak. I started sweating. I'm an introvert. I don't know if I can do that. I don't even love myself. How am I going to love somebody else? And there's a little doubt in your heart. And then there's a third group of you that says, I'm not going to do that. I don't care what Pastor Ben says. I'm going to lie to him and tell him I love that loud. I don't want to do it. I just want to pray for number two, group number two, and group number three. We got to love out loud. Love your neighbor as yourself. And how do we do that? By the transformation, the heart, the mind, the soul. And then to have a discipline. That our knee-jerk reaction is a person that God puts in front of me, then my knee-jerk reaction is to love out loud. That he be glorified. Amen. Would you stand to your feet, please? Let me, let me just pray for group number two and number three. Really for all three. Number one, he needs the support. You need to show the example. Here's the thing. There's something about grown men being emotional and passionate about certain things. I was taught a grown man never cries. A grown man doesn't show any emotion. A grown man is made to work, support his family. Then I met Christ, and all that changed. So I just want to take this minute, you man, you white man, you black man, you Asian, you Mexican. And I say Mexicans, I'm a Mexican, okay, so don't, don't. Hispanic, Latino, whatever you want to be called. Ask God to make you that passionate man. You'll can't understand the change you will see in your wife and in your kids. Ask him to do that for you. Father, I thank you for this time. Lord, I pray for those people who are doubtful right now, Father God, who, who are hesitant for whatever reason, Father, of, of accepting that yoke you want them, you want to place on their shoulders and love out loud, Father.
Lord, you've trained us. You've equipped us. You've made us holy. You put your spirit in us. God, we're prepared for the race. Let not the weight or the sin keep us, Father. <sighs> from running the race from this day on, Father. That we love out loud every race, every color, every religion, every mentality, Father. Every sexual orientation. We love out loud, God. Father, I, th I pray you give them strength. That they would be overwhelmed by your presence this morning. The Spirit would come upon them, Father, and just give them a strength to gird up their knees, lift up the hands, straighten the way. They would run the race, Father, having their eyes fixed on you. Lord, I pray for the group number three that it, they don't want to do it. We can't do it. We don't know how. God, that you would just allow them to let Pastor Ben show them how. Train them, Father. Put those weights upon them. Here's how you do it. Oh, they spit at you. Oh, isn't that nice? Continue loving out loud. And Father, we give you praise. We give you honor for this day. And I want you to stay. I want you to stay right there.